Is this on? I know it is. Hey, it's Rob. The conversation you're about to listen to is powerful and shares lessons on having a world champion mindset and things you can do to become your best. If working on your personal growth is important to you, then I invite you to check out my newest program called Design Your Best Self. You can go to robcressy.com backslash I am great. It's an eight-week personal growth program that will help you build a champion mindset and become the best version of yourself. Once again, that's robcressy.com backslash I am great. First question, tell me one thing you do to create your best year ever. Rob, my man, I think the best thing that I do is always look for something new to learn, whether that's reading, whether that's attending conferences, whether that's having great conversations with people like yourself, is always trying to level up my learning so that I am a different person tomorrow than I am or than I was today. Oh, Josh, my friend, you are speaking my language because one of my prompts in my morning routine boot sequence, it says, what is something new you are going to do today? And then also, why did I create my reading routine? Because by design, if you read something first thing in the morning, you learn something. And if you learn something, you've guaranteed that you've made today better than yesterday. So that simple habit designs growth into my life all of the time. And welcome to Best Year Ever, a podcast designed to inspire growth and impact so you can create your best year ever. And I'm your host, Rob Cressy. And joining me today is Josh Kosnick, owner of Kairos Coaching and Consulting. Josh, great to have you on the show. Pleasure to be with you, Rob. Excited for our conversation today. So Josh, you and I have a few things in common. One, we are both part of the Arte Syndicate, uh, the greatest entrepreneurial movement for good in the world. It's where we originally connected. But what really got me going for you as we first connected and I started following you on social, boom, I see that you are doing 75 hard and since then you have completed it. And I want to dig a little bit more into your high performance mindset for how you design growth into your life. And let's start with 75 hard. Now that you're done, talk to me about your experience. I think that uh, the biggest thing I learned through 75 hard was the mindset. And that was exactly what I was looking for, Rob, was, you know, I, uh, we, we had a conversation. So some stuff happened to me last year that I never anticipated have happening. I went through some of the hardest moments in my life. And then subsequently was in, a, you know, long story short, in a legal battle for about six months. So for me, what I had to do uh, as soon as I came out of that, which, you know, ended December 29th, you're thinking about new, you know, a lot of people, new year, new me, right? That, that literally was the case this year for me is I don't typically set uh, goals based on a January 1 theme like a lot of others do. But as I came into the new year, what I was most interested in and thinking about 75 hard, actually, let me, I always do dry January. That's something I've always done. Uh, my wife and I do it. We always had a vacation in mid-February and there was something about that that, you know, just set our minds right, got our bodies right. And, and frankly, we live in Wisconsin. It's a heavy drinking state, a lot of social events, especially getting through the winter. Uh, drinking is a big part of the social aspect up here. So for us, it was like proving that we're still in control. 
This time I took it a step further and went with 75 hard. And for me, it was really the mental reset. It's like I had just been off work uh, against my will essentially for six months and uh, really wanted to reset my mind into a, a stratosphere that not only uh, got me back to say neutral, but set me forward a lot of steps. And, and that's exactly what it did. And one thing that I hear often, because I completed 75 hard a few years ago when Andy originally created it, maybe two months after, where there was nothing more than just an Instagram post and that was it. And I documented and shared my experience and I created an article about it. And it's the number one driver of traffic for me because I did one for 75 hard and then phase one, phase two, phase three, because I did the entire live hard program. So I get a lot of people who hit me up asking questions and a lot of them are either curious about 75 hard, but there's even more people who start it and don't complete it. And they're like, Rob, what are the tips for how you can stay with this? And I'm curious from your perspective, Josh, uh, talk to me about your commitment to seeing this through to completion, knowing that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. So I just glanced at myself on the screen. I'm actually wearing a Zero Compromises t-shirt today. This, so this must have been subconscious in my brain coming onto our conversation today. Uh, but that was really it, was I, I was going to do this uh, with my diet, with the no alcohol, with the two workouts a day, with everything without compromise. And, you know, Andy's, you know, as he talks pretty passionately on his podcast and otherwise, is very serious about that. And then so the community uh, in and of itself has become very serious about we can tell exactly who did 75 hard and did it the right way and those who did it the wrong way just based on whether it's your before and after pictures or the mindset that you come out of it with. And so for me, what my mindset and the way that 75 hard truly changed my life was having zero compromises around it. So I'll give you the story of, I think you saw my Detroit post. So we're on, we're on our way for spring break. I got four young kids, 10, eight, six, four. So I had to go from Madison to, to, to Detroit. And then we were supposed to go down to uh, West Palm beach that, that very morning. So we had the kids up at 5 a.m., uh, 10, 8, 6, 4. That, that was, you know, quite a bit of a shit show. Uh, but got them there. And in, on our way to Detroit, the uh, flight to West Palm is canceled. So now we're in Detroit. And now we got to get off the plane and understand we got to get a new flight. We got to figure out all the different stuff. And uh, there's no flights till, till tomorrow because Florida is they had rain or something. They can't handle rain. Right. So we scramble our luggage gets a flight to Florida somehow, but we don't. So now I'm in Detroit, it's 15 degrees. I gotta get in two workouts, I gotta stick to my diet. I had already done the reading and some other tasks, but I gotta adapt my mindset to zero compromises. I'm at day like 63. I'm like, I'm not gonna screw this up now. Uh, I gotta get it in. So we Uber to Target after we get lunch, we Uber to Target, we got our hotel. Um, we spent a few hundred dollars, I had to get outdoor winter clothes, indoor workout clothes, and an outfit to fly in the plane tomorrow to Florida. Uh, plus all the kids, toiletries, stuff of this nature. Get my first workout in outdoor on the upper parking ramp of uh, the uh, airport, going up and down stairs, outdoor, upper parking ramp, doing loops. And then I uh, got my indoor one around 9.30 p.m. But I was like, I got it done. And then we got to catch a flight at 7 a.m. the next morning and drive two and a half hours because our flight got changed from Orlando 
or from West Palm Beach to Orlando. And then I get, the first thing I wanted as we get to the hotel is to have a drink and watch March Madness. But I was like, that's not part of the program. So I got to, you know, instead I'm going to go get another workout in. So I think the biggest thing is people, like, if you commit to this, it will truly change your mindset and change your life. And just go with no compromises on yourself, whether, you know, not eating a piece of candy, not having one drink, not eating, whatever your diet is, sticking to it. It shows you a level of discipline that you truly have that you never thought you had before. So let's dive deeper into your mindset while you are living this day because anyone who's completed 75 Harder Than Live Hard program, we all have the experience of the day because by design, it's not going to be convenient. And this is actually the thing that uh, had me not wanting to do the program in the first place. I'm living in Chicago and I'm sitting there on Siesta Key Beach listening to Andy's podcast about it for the second time. And he's like, if you go all in on this, 75 days is a small price to pay to become the best version of yourself. And it's like March or April, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. It's about to be summertime Chicago, street festivals, Lollapalooza, Cubs game, vacations, rooftops, kicking it with my friends. Like every excuse for why I did not want to do it was there. But the reason why I did it is for the reason why I didn't want to do it because I saw it as weakness in myself. And I was like, mm -hmm. how is it that I can be all in on living my best life and all in on my dreams in the brand that I create around high performance and doing whatever it takes? And here's this program from the guy that has been mentoring you for years that says you will become the best version of yourself if you do this. And I'm going to tell myself, no, boom. And for that reason is why I did it. So then you go on down the road and you're like, all right, I know there is going to be inconvenience built into this. By design, weddings are going to happen. Anniversaries are going to happen. Cubs games are still going to happen. And I was all in on this, but at the same time, I was still committed to living my life. And what I mean by this is, of course, I made choices and said yes versus no and other things. But it didn't mean that I didn't go out with my friends. It didn't mean that I didn't have a social life, that I was a hermit in a cave. I was like, no. To me, this became about lifestyle design. And I remember when I think it was Memorial Day and similar to you, we fly down to Orlando and we're going to be going on a, a lake with a boat party and we're standing mm -hmm. on a sandbar. And I get up at six in the morning after being up until 2 a.m. because my wife wanted to see her friends and she's like, babe, for just one night, can you just stay out late with me and be with my friends? And I'm like, I know what's on the other end of this, but let's yeah. go. And the, the subsequent workout at 6 a.m. and then later on at like 10 or 11 a.m. as people are coming over and they're drinking and they're partying already and they're getting ready for the boat. And it was the hardest workout that I had ever done for all the outside reasons. But guess what? I'm telling that story right now because the hardest becomes the best. So dive into your mindset on the hardest because this is where people, you don't mess up on the hardest day. People mess up on the photo or the simple thing. It's not when all of a sudden you got to figure out the airport. You find a way to make that happen. So dive into your mindset for that. 
So it's just not compromising with yourself. Andy calls it the bitch voice in your in your brain. We could say that, you know, it's weak mindset, it's the devil on your shoulder, whatever you want to say uh, or, or analogize with it. But the, the point is, is that you don't negotiate with yourself anymore. You, you learn over time to not negotiate with yourself. It's like, no, I said I was going to do something, therefore I'm going to do it. And as you were talking there, Rob, it reminded me, because uh, you have kids, I have kids, it's like, that anyone listening that has kids, think about what a powerful example this was. So my kids are cramped in a hotel room. They see daddy go outside into the freezing cold. It was like 15 below wind chill. I mean, the wind was howling up in Detroit and it was 15 degrees out. And I had to buy uh, off the sale rack in Target because they're moving into their spring summer collection, a winter coat, a hat and gloves. And then furthermore, furthermore, what do kids want, you know, or what do we do as parents, I should say, on an airplane to keep kids pacified? Well, we get them candy, we have the iPads, we have whatever. And so my, you know, innocent four-year-old, six-year-old, whatever, will say, hey, daddy, you want a piece of uh, candy? And they know my favorite candy, sour candy, whether it's Sour Patch Kids, Sour Straw, whatever, like that's my jam. And they'd be like, daddy, you want a piece of candy? And I'm like, no, honey, it's not on my diet. And she'd be like, my six-year-old, she's so cute. She'd be like, okay, well, when you're not on your diet, I save you some. <laughs> like, but like, think of the powerful example that's setting for your kids. It's like, no, I'm being disciplined. So they could take a discipline angle from that. Or they could take, hey, no, daddy's eating healthy for a reason from that. And really my health standards and, and why I chose, and I've always been pretty healthy, but I had a big transformation even furthermore with this program. But is I have three little girls. God willing, I want to be willing, I want to be there to walk them down the aisle. So I'm going to do everything in my power to eat healthy and treat my body right, which includes treating your mind right, uh, to be there to walk them down the aisle when that happens. So that is the biggest thing that I want to make sure of and be that example for making sure that I'm there and they see me doing the right things and portraying the example of the father they want to portray. All right, so I love what you're saying. So let's dive deeper into treating your mind right because I feel like this is an area which the overwhelming majority of people struggle with. And I think we all struggle with it at times because this becomes our own self-talk or as it evolves and really a lot of what I coach on becomes the story that you tell yourself. So you had mentioned you don't negotiate with yourself and you learn uh, boss voice, bitch voice, yes versus no, I wanna do this versus not do this. But every single day we have the opportunity to make those decisions on a bunch of micro interactions from what are we, are we going to work out to how are we going to work out to our relationships, to the things that we do and our ability to craft the story for ourselves that then leads to our actions, which then leads to our results. And the reason why I believe this is so important is because it's very comfortable and easy to not do anything about it, where we can only focus on one thing, whether it's, uh, for a lot of people, it's work or money. Boom, if I'm good in this bucket, my life is good. But then you look holistically at all the other areas of life and they're bankrupt everywhere else because they yeah. have not invested in treating their mind right in the story they tell themselves. So you can have millions of dollars in the bank, 
but then your self-talk for yourself is lack and not enough and should and need. And you're like, man, that's no way to live. So can you talk a little bit more about treating your mind right? Because for me, I feel like this is a next level game changer when people understand we have the ability to design how we treat ourselves by treating our mind right. That's uh, such a such a good point and, and question. Uh, so I, I, I'm struggling to say this is a blessing because it was such a painful uh, lesson. Uh, but in my family and my wife's family, uh, we've struggled uh, with depression. And we've seen the uh, firsthand how this can play out if you don't treat your mind right. So unfortunately, and why I say this is a, a blessing and it was hard to say as a blessing is the, the blessing that came from it is my father-in-law took his own life in 2018. Very successful man, um, very, I mean, just people forward, man, just charitable, everything that you would see, just the way I've always put it is he's the closest thing to Jesus walking this earth as I've, I've ever seen. And, and we, we see this with whether it's, you know, Madison local legend, Chris Farley, or so for some other people, Robin Williams, some of these, like the happiest people that you see outwardly struggling with these inner demons that none of us can even comprehend. And so for, for us, like treating our health and our mind is non-negotiable anymore. It might have been negotiable before then, um, but now it's not. Uh, and making sure our mental health is as on par as our physical health is just not something that we can take for granted. And so I hope and I pray that none of you ever have to experience the pain and anguish that my family had to go through in 2018 and is still going through. And my mother-in-law working through PTSD uh, after finding her husband of uh, 30 plus years. I mean, these types of things uh, are just some of the most depths of despair type moments in our lives. And I hope that none of us have to, or none of you that are listening to this ever have to go through that. But in the meanwhile, know that your mental health is as important as your physical health. And one of the things I always teach people that I'm coaching is every little commitment, whether it's saying you're brushing your teeth twice a day or you're working out once per day or whatever it is, if you don't hit those to yourself, you automatically erode your self-confidence and your self-worth automatically. And you don't notice it on the first time. You don't notice it on the 10th time. You notice it on the 100th time. And how many times are you breaking those commitments to yourself and eroding your self-worth and your self-confidence unknowingly until there's a big event that happens and all of a sudden you're depressed and you have no idea why. Now, conversely, every time you hit a commitment to yourself, and this is where that mental change of 75 hard really comes in, every time you hit a commitment to yourself, every time you do what you say you're going to do, you build your self-confidence, you build your self-worth. And then you become this person that you never knew existed. And all your friends start going, Rob, man, you've changed. And I know you've heard this, Rob, because uh, I've heard it as well. It's like, man, you've changed. And you're like, and the answer is almost like, well, that's kind of the point of life, right? <laughs> like we, if we're not changing, we're not getting better, then what the hell are we doing? Yeah, and it's... I like to say uncommon by design and growth by design. And thank you so very much for sharing that story. And hopefully that resonates and can help somebody else on their journey. And what I want to do to sort of put a button on this is, all right, so Josh, 
How do you and I do this? How do we treat our mind right? Of course, we both highly recommend doing 75 hard and or the entire live hard mental toughness program because it has changed my life. Josh, I know it has changed yours. But there are two things that I do or actually speak out loud every single morning that is specifically around treating my mind right. So uh, I speak at nauseum the importance of my morning routine and my self-cultivation practice and creating who I am every single day into the best version of myself by speaking out loud statements that create, this is who I am. But two of them are right in line with this. And one of them is, I am that I have a world champion mindset. And I think about the origin of this in, on one of the Arte calls and he said, we at Arte, we have a world champion mindset. And I'm someone, I'm all in. I'm about this life. And I live the values of Arte and being a high performer and someone who's a positive force for good in this world. I know how much I've invested and taken action on building and designing my mindset. So I know I am that I have a world champion mindset and boom, I feel into that and I visualize into it and I make it feel emotional for me. So boom, that all this is done in 30 seconds. So I speak it out loud every single day. And then number two, which is a new one that just got added last week, which is from a coaching experience. I was on a group coaching call with Jesse Itzler's 30 Days of Excellence. And he talked about the concept of being a spiritual billionaire. And this is your virtues and your traits and your heart set and your mindset. And a lot of people pride themselves just on their bank account. But imagine being someone who is a spiritual billionaire. And I was like, boom, baby, this is everything that I've gone all in on for the last decade. So the next thing I speak out loud is, I am that I am a spiritual billionaire. And I think about it and imagine how you would show up every single day if internally and in your mind and in your heart, not only are you a world, not only do you have a world championship mindset, but you're a spiritual billionaire. And those are two ways every single day. I guarantee that I'm treating my mind right by creating that story for myself that says, this is who I am. I feel into it. I visualize it and I make it emotional. I'm curious from you, Josh, do you have any practice or anything that you consciously do that creates your mind? Yeah, so I, I have a morning routine much like yourself. And I think, you know, most gurus speak about morning routines at nauseum, uh, much like you and I can say that morning routines are crucial. And I have some statements. One of them that I'll just give to you is I develop leaders. It's not what I do. It's who I am. And I repeat that so, to, to myself every single morning. And I actually read that again before I go to bed. And so that's just one of them. Uh, I am statements are awesome because I can see you like puff out your chest, Rob, as you as you say that. Like I can see it. You you feel that as you say those things. So they're very powerful to you. So I am statements are important. What's more important is that you act on it throughout the day. And that's where the powerless can come in. That's where not breaking uh, those commitments to yourself is. It's one thing to say it. That's why I hate the book, The Secret. The book, The Secret, in and of itself is not bad. You should think positively. The thing that it doesn't go into is it doesn't tell you to act. 
it doesn't say it doesn't say anything more about action. It just talks about thinking good thoughts and putting those out into the universe and expecting good things to uh, to happen. So I've never connected with that book. The idea is great, but then it's putting into action. The other thing that I would give your listeners is nightly routine is just as important, if not more important than morning routine. So did you hit your commitments for the day? So like if you're following the power list and the power list is, yeah, actually I have it sitting right here. So the power list, I have Andy's book. You can order it on andyforsella.com or you can just create your own little notebook and just five crucial tasks that you're going to mark off each day. I'm currently in the middle of phase one of 75 hearts, so I'm doing eight per day. And I got to mark those down. Did I win or lose the day? You circle it at the bottom. Did you win or lose that day? So I'm doing that before I go to bed. And I'm checking it off in my 75 heart app. Did I win or lose the day? And I'm so far, I'm winning. So those things, the nightly routine, do you lay your outfit out before bed? When I was in, uh, in the financial world, we wear suits. You know, you and I are much more comfortable today. Uh, but yeah, I wore a suit every day. Do I lay my suit out so that's one less decision I have to make the next day? Do you lay your workout clothes out and your running shoes out the night before so you have that one less decision? Leaders get decision fatigue. So how do I stay away from decision fatigue? If you notice presidents of the United States, they usually have about two suit options, black or blue. Like if you remember the Obama years, there was one big craze because he wore a tan suit and it was totally out of character and no president wears a tan suit. Like it was crazy. Like the media went crazy because he wore a tan suit. I liked his tan suit. Uh, it was something different, but like uh, Steve Jobs, the black T-shirt, right? You know, so one less decision that a, a leader has to make in the day, those nightly routines can truly help. Do you turn off your cell phone? Do you turn off your TV, making sure you can get some good sleep? I wear the whoop band, uh, so I'm tracking these certain things. I'm tracking my sleep. By the way, since I started phase one, I don't know if it's the cold showers or the breathing techniques that I've been doing, but my uh, recovery from my whoop band has been uh, 90 plus percent. I usually reside in the 70 percent. So I'm going to test this as I go through the 30 days and then see if after, if it, maybe maybe it's the non-drinking. I, I don't know. But one thing is it's really working. My recovery is really good right now. Josh, I love everything that you said because uh, number one, in terms of the action. So when I create who I am in my being, what I then do is I collect evidence in the world. So one of the declarations that's an easy example is I am abundantly generous and I am a giver. So then when I go to pick up pizza and it gives me the opportunity to give a tip, boom, I can go and give them a big tip. And while I do it, I create myself and say, I'm abundantly generous and I'm a giver. And then I look at all the people who are making the pizzas and I'm like, hey, I'm thankful for them. And you know what? They probably need this money more than I do. And boom, it's a simple way of creating who you are and you collect the evidence on it. And then number two, I love what you talked about uh, on the evening routine. And as we speak, uh, I have a uh, guide to creating an evening routine that serves you um, program, or I guess a lead magnet that is coming out probably within the next week that says, hey, if you want to design an evening routine that serves you, here's the ways to think about it. Because the best way to make today successful is to plan it last night. And I love what you said about putting your workout clothes because for me, that was paramount to my commitment in the Live Hard program 
for waking up at 4.58 in the morning and doing an outdoor workout in negative degrees in Chicago. The way I overcame my bitch voice is I already did my first action by setting my mm -hmm. clothes out. So when I wake up like a zombie and I walk there, literally all I have to do is put my clothes on and walk out the door. And these little micro actions that you can create throughout your day, or I guess micro commitments, these are the way that you start stacking ones over zeros. So you design growth in your life by making it easy on yourself so you remove the choices and the opportunities for no or your negative self-limiting talk to come and make loud noises. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Oh, one other thing I thought of is I do this at the end of each year, but I think it's probably appropriate to do multiple times a year to check in, maybe quarterly. I think getting weekly, monthly might be... Uh, a little too much, but I found it with Darren Hardy. I did a seminar of his about 10 year, years ago, and he was the former editor of Success Magazine, and he does a life wheel. And you can call it a life integration wheel, and it talks about rating yourself on a business, you know, professionally one to 10, family one to 10, relationships one to 10, uh, fitness, spiritual, etc. And so it's lines, and then you put a dot on each of those spots, or where do you rate yourself? And if your wheel as it goes into a circle is lopsided, where do you need to pay attention to, right? So if you're, like, as you were talking about before, like if my professional life's a 10 out of 10, but my spiritual life's a three out of 10, I'm really slipping. And that could cause some major ramifications in the future. Or if my uh, spiritual and professional life are 10 out of 10, but my relationship with my wife and kids are, are three out of 10, I could screw up something really important. So I got to pay some more attention. So how do we get that wheel to be as even evenly distributed as possible is really crucial. And I do that at the end of each year as I'm doing year-end planning. But I, I think as I'm talking here, I should be doing that probably quarterly to check in. I love that. And actually, that's a tool that I use to help people unlock their potential. So, and I'll drop the link to this in the description in the show notes, where I've got a series of, let's call it 32 different areas that you can look at in your life from your self-talk to your morning routine, to doing challenges, to your fitness, to your finances, your health, wealth, love, and happiness. And like you said, give it a zero to 10 and it becomes a roadmap to unlocking your potential because all you really want is the candid look at here's where I am. And when you quantify it with a number, you can say, all right, well, what is an action that I can take to move this up on one? Because growth, all we care about is getting better. You don't got to be a 100 on everything. But a lot of people just don't have that clear look of saying, huh, I never really realized that I'm a three out of 10 on confidence. But if I just put it there and I'm candid about it, now it becomes a roadmap for self-improvement. And Josh, I really love this conversation. There's so much in your language and in your actions that I love that you're a model of high performance and doing things the right way and wanting to get better, not only for your life, but also for your kids. Where can everybody connect with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty simple. So it's at Josh Kosnick, J-O-S-H-K-O-S-N-I-C-K is all my social media. Uh, that'd be the best place to connect. Would love to love to hang out with you and build a, build a, build each other up. That's that's really my brand is to continue to get better together. And I want to hear from you. There is so much goodness, but the specific thing that I want to know about is what is the thing that you do, the action every single day? to treat your mind right. 
You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. And if you're someone who wants to level up and become the best version of yourself, I've got a new program. You can go to robcressy.com backslash I am great. It is designed to help you create the best version of yourself.